the Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. As Larry Page once said, always deliver more than expected. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Scott Mader. Scott is your stewardship coach, guiding you to master your time, your talent, and your treasures so you can live your calling. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. And our expert Scott will share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get it all cleaned up. How messy is your backend? Is it holding you back? Is it making it so that you can't make more money? You can't serve your purpose? Visit themessybackend.com today and find out just how messy your backend is and how to clean it up. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And now on to our expert, Scott Mader, for his expert advice. Don't miss your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy backend question submitted by an anonymous listener. How can I be more productive without compromising my health and keeping away from anxiety and overwhelm? You know, that is a great question, and I'm so happy to be on today and get a chance to talk to you and your listeners about some of these sorts of things around productivity. And the first thing is, kind of have to take a step back for a minute, because that word productivity, I think, has actually gotten really badly defined in today's society. Um, when you listen in and you talk to people and you ask them, you know, about being productive, almost inevitably what they talk about is getting more stuff done. You know, I want to be able to get more done. I need to get the laundry done and work on my business and spend time with my family and go on vacation. And, and this list just keeps getting longer and longer and longer and longer. So let's reframe for a minute and think about the word productivity. What it really means is getting the right things done. So a lot of times when you're thinking about reclaiming your health and reclaiming you know, loss of anxiety, not freaking out about, you know, I haven't gotten everything on my list done. Oh, no, no, what do I do? Part of that is going back to that list and recognizing the fact that you can do almost anything, but there is no possible way you can do everything. Okay. It, it's just a finite resource. You have 168 hours in the week, you have 24 hours in a day. So does everybody else. There are things you can do to leverage your time. There are things you can do to build efficiencies in your time, but you can't really just cram everything in and think that's being productive. That's not being productive. That's being destructive because that's going to be the thing that tears down your health, creates anxiety, creates frustration, makes you hate your business, hate your family, hate yourself. And that's really not what we're after when we think about productivity. Totally. And, you know, actually, you know, here's, here's the problem too. Because as entrepreneurs, as parents, as you know, adults who want to go out and do fun things, we might check five things off our list and 20 things got added on. But exactly. five things that you got done were the most important. A lot of times I think we also forget to recognize what we did get done as well. Oh, absolutely. I know that's my struggle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, we were, and we also don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes for the fact that there may be a day where you got nothing done. And that's not necessarily the end of the world. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I woke up this morning and I wasn't feeling 100%. You know what? I went back to, to bed and laid there for an extra hour and kind of rested before I got up and got ready for the day. Now, a lot of times you would look at that and go, well, that's, you wasted an hour. You should have gotten up. And no, I didn't. Because now guess what? The rest of the day, I'm going to be more effective because I went ahead and listened to my body, listened to what it was telling me and took that extra hour for myself. One of the things that happens a lot is if, when you go start reading about productivity, almost all of the productivity literature that's out there is geared towards highly analytical, highly results-driven people. That's who it's designed for. But that's only roughly 25% of the population. So the other 75% is reading this stuff and going, wait, this, doesn't, this isn't me. <laughs> you know, what do I do? What do I do? And so that's the other piece is layering in and recognizing how you're wired. So some people are wired by people first. They want to look at, you know, how do they interact with people? So create time in your day and in your calendar to be around people. Maybe it's even going down to Starbucks and working, you know, at a table in Starbucks. But just by having people around you, all of a sudden you're more efficient and more effective. But again, we don't allow ourselves to do that because that's not what the quote gurus say. And, you know, if it works for them, it's got to work for me. No, you're a different person. It may be, it's okay to adjust and refine and develop your own systems and things that will work for you that aren't exactly the same as all the stuff that's out there. Oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. I love that. Um, especially when you're talking about like, you know, this morning you kind of went back to bed and rested for a while. If you look at my weekly like calendar, you will always see a break in my afternoons around mm-hmm. two, three PM for a time for me to relax and rest. And it usually does involve me going and taking a nap or even mm-hmm. if I'm not sleeping, just going, you know, turning the lights off and just having some alone time. And people will be like, yeah, that's not productive. And I go, yeah, it is productive. It's just not on my calendar. It's internally productive. It's helping me. It's helping my body, my mind. And that is still productive. It's helping with anxiety and that overwhelm. And so I love that. I love that you as an expert are, you know, validating my, my uh, ideas there. That's all we want, you know, in life is to be validated. So thank you. I actually saved the rest of my day, right? So I could waste the rest of my day, like puttering around, not thinking clearly, not really focusing, not even checking off a single thing, or I can take a 20 or 30 minute nap, or even just, you know, stop and watch one of my favorite shows just to like, reset your brain, all that fog out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because we all, you know, our body clock, we all know this stuff. We've got body clocks, we've got, you know, rhythms to our day, you know, the, you hear the thing, night owls and, and, you know, morning birds and whatever language you want to use. There's a thousand different layers that people put on top of it. But what it boils down to is we all have a body clock and it runs in different cycles for different people and recognizing those peaks and valleys to your energy being aware of them, and then giving yourself the permission to adjust your day when you can. I mean, now, you know, there are times that when you work, you know, if you're a school teacher and you're teaching a class at two o'clock, you're not going to get to take a nap at two o'clock. I mean, I'm sorry, you, you, the kids would not put up with that, though. When I was a school teacher, occasionally I would turn off the lights and tell them I had a migraine. And guess what? They were really good about it. But, you know, you usually can't take a regular nap. It's a little different. But especially when you're an entrepreneur, that's one of the beauties of it is you get a little bit more control over some of that part of your schedule. And you can begin to adjust things so that 
it fits into the flow and the ebb of your energy. You know, if you're a morning person, if you wake up and, you know, you're firing all cylinders, put a couple of the most difficult tasks that you need to get done in the morning. If you're an evening person, don't try to force yourself to do those first thing in the morning because it's not going to work. You're going to get frustrated. It's going to take you three times as long. You're probably going to screw it up and have to do it again anyway. So recognize that. So a lot of this comes down to being aware and you know, listening to what your body wants, listening to what your systems want in terms of, you know, what is the need that you are really trying to fulfill? Cut other things out. Learn to say no. It is actually much more important to focus on what you're going to say no to than what you're going to say yes to. Because the truth is, everything you say yes to is creating four or five or six or 27 no's. Because again, you can't do everything. And so looking very carefully and going, you know what, this really isn't important. I can outsource that. I can pay someone else to do it. Or you know what, this is really not important. I just don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it off my list and say, nope, that's not happening. That's okay. Um, you know, it, and sometimes it's a temporary, sometimes it's permanent. Sometimes you're cutting something out of your life permanently. Sometimes you're going, you know what, laundry's just not going to happen this weekend. And that's okay. I can do it on Monday. You know, it's not the biggest end of the world. No one's going to die because of that. And well, you can go ahead and that. allow yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you, you, know, you get buried under the mountain of laundry. Maybe you suffocate. But other than that. <laughs> no, I just think, I just think that's awesome because I've got girls in my house and I'm sure that they would think that was the end of the world. But you're absolutely right. I mean, one of, I actually got a quote from a friend today who knew I was like going through some like, you know, you, you do this every once in a while. You cycle through what do I mm -hmm. need to do next kind of things. And he said, he said, your life is the result of choices you make if you don't like your life, it's time to start making better choices. And what he was reminding me is that I have let a lot of people in who are taking over all of my time. And so I'm, I'm thinking I'm not productive because of me, but what I'm doing is I'm not saying no enough. Right. So that right. is like gold. And you know what? That does reduce anxiety, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But again, you know, sometimes you're anxious about saying no, <laughs> you know, that there, there are a lot of people that feel like they have to say yes to everything. I'm going to miss an opportunity. Something's going to go wrong. You know, if I say no, this person's not going to like me anymore. You know what? Usually that's not true. So test it. The other thing is learn to say no in different ways. So there's a big difference between somebody asks you for something and you say, nope, can't do it and saying, you know what, I need to go back and check my calendar. Can you check in with me next week and see if I can fit that in? And you know what, most people won't check back in with you in a week. They won't call you back up and ask again. They'll go find somebody else that says yes right now. And now you don't have to do it. And it's not a big deal. And it wasn't rude. And they're not, you know, there's no upset. There's no angry. So you can also learn to say no in more creative ways and carve things out of your calendar that way. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, I, I have that all the time. I have, so as a photographer, I have friends and family hitting me up all the time. Hey, can I do that? Can you do this? Can you do a quick little mini session for me? And I go, yeah. So my next mini session availability, you know, at that discounted friends and family rate is February 12th. You know, I put it three months out or whatever, cause I'm looking at my calendar and if they're serious about it, they go, well, what about regular clients? I go, okay, well, regular clients is regular client price. And I've got an opening next week at this price, right. you know? And they, so if they're serious and they go, yeah, I actually want to hire you on and not just get that friends and family discount. 
they're going to have. So it, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's combining the calendar or upping the price a little bit. Mm -hmm. Upping a price is a great way of saying no, because if you ask yourself, well, what would it take to say yes? You know what? Add another zero to that paycheck. And I will say yes to that. <laughs> so then quote them that. And hey, what's the worst that'll happen is they write you that check for the extra zero and then you have to do it. So but yeah, we're working with a lot of coaches. One of the things I teach them is when your calendar is full and you're closing every single client that's calling you, it's time to raise your prices. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's the market telling you that you're too cheap. Raise your price. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was actually the best advice was ever given to me was by my uncle who is a business coach and consultant at Boston University. When you are full, double your prices, do that up to three times. You'll lose clients at the beginning, but then you'll, you know, you'll fill back you up. Get them back. Yep. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, and I like this, is that um, productivity is really is in relation to um, your priorities. And if Absolutely. you're priority, right, you're going to be productive. So yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Scott. It's been a joy having you. And um, uh, we'll have all of your links and everything on our website for everyone to check you out. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking. Well, that's our show for today's episode of The Messy Backend. Thanks so much for listening. Nate and Sheila signing off until next week. That's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy b -b -b Back End. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.